0: Hey there, and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we tried it during the pandemic and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating young humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hi, and welcome to season two of Homeschoolhood. I took a bit of a break to really focus in on really setting ourselves up for the long term. We are in this for the long haul at the moment um, in our homeschool, but I'm back for another season and I would love to start sharing more with you guys and just start out this first episode by catching everyone up with what we've been up to. So we are halfway through our third year homeschooling. My girls are in fourth and fifth grade currently. Julia is nine and Vanessa is 11. And just a little background for those of you who might be new to the show or our family. We are an adoptive family of four. My husband and I adopted the girls through foster care and they've been with us since they were one and three. I like to mention that because it's something else kind of unique about our family and definitely inform some of our choices, both in homeschool and in parenting. If you would like to hear more about that, check out episode nine from last season, Homeschool and Adoption. I also was a public school elementary teacher for eight years before I quit my teaching job to pursue writing and podcasting and start our family. So I have that education background, which has been helpful, but so given an interesting perspective in homeschooling and one that's a little less common, I think. So when the pandemic hit, our girls were happily in public school. We had no intentions of doing anything different. But our schools were reeling, as I'm sure you remember, and trying to figure out what getting back to school would look like in the fall of 2020. And we just weren't comfortable with any of the choices, honestly. And the girls were going into second and third grade at the time which were actually two grades that I had taught. So we decided to give homeschooling a try and just stay kind of out of the fray of all the tough things that the schools were going through at the time. And spoiler alert, we ended up loving it, which was a huge surprise to me, honestly. I never thought that I would be in this boat. And in fact, if you would have asked me, I probably was somewhat against homeschooling at one point, but It has now become a really big part of who we are as a family and I've learned a lot and I've learned that there's a lot of different ways to homeschool and it doesn't need to look necessarily how it did in my um, conservative 1990s upbringing um, when people were homeschooling. So honestly, for us, it was just this great intersection of my skills and passions and what was best for us as a family. So we ran with it. And if you want to hear more about those kind of beginning, getting started stages, check out the very first episode of the show, episode one, Why We Homeschool from last season. Okay, so fast forward about three years and we are over halfway through our third year homeschooling and really finding our groove and settling into this as a part of our family culture. So I thought I'd give you a quick update on this episode in three main areas. First of all, our schedules and routines. So, just kind of a peek at what our days and weeks look like. Also, our curriculum and academic approach currently. And then finally, socialization, because I know that's always a big question or concern with homeschooling. And I just want to give you some thoughts on that, um, you know, almost three years in here. So, first of all, schedule and routine. We live in Arizona, which is very open when it comes to what your homeschool can legally look like. So every state varies quite a bit. We have moved into more of a modified year-round schedule with our biggest break in the summer of about six weeks because we can. (laughs) Um, This just allows us more flexibility to take breaks or trips when we want to or need to. Also, the summer is insanely hot here. In Arizona. So if we school some through the summer, we can take other breaks during the rest of the year when the weather is kind of perfect. So we typically start the school year in mid to late July now and take some bigger breaks in the fall and the spring and around the holidays. Um, as well as just lots of three- or four-day weekends. We have a travel trailer. We have started camping, glamping, really it is, as a family. So it gives us the flexibility to pick up and go when we'd like to. We're usually done with the school year before Memorial Day, toward the end of May sometime, but we aim to get a minimum of 36 school weeks in our school year, much like most public schools. I think we'll end up with like 38 even with those breaks this year. Um, I also plan to get our must-dos, like our required weekly work that I require. <laughs> Nobody's requiring it of me, but that I require our basics done in in four days every week, with the fifth being kind of left open flexible, depending on what we need that week. So often that means we're done with everything by Friday at lunchtime. That fifth day can be a day for appointments. It can be, you know, just adding in some extra fun things if we don't have a lot going on that week. So I like to leave that flexibility. So daily, we school from about nine o'clock to three o'clock with a big lunch break and a big quiet time break where we all do our individual reading, crafting, quiet time activities. So, So really, we get school done in about four to five hours each day. My husband also works from home, so he pops in and out, but mostly it's me and the girls on our own for school, and he provides support in all kinds of other ways, gives me lots of breaks in the evening, Um, so that's kind of what our rhythm looks like as a family. Okay, now for our kind of curriculum update, our academic approach overall. This is where things get weirdly controversial in homeschool, when families start sharing their individual approaches, which is ironic and kind of ridiculous because the whole reason we homeschool is for the freedom to do what works best for our families and aligns with our goals and values. But here goes. So I would, I would say we take a literature-based secular academic approach. We want to prepare our kids to have college as an option if they so choose. I know not all homeschool families feel that way, but that is the track that we want to ideally have them on and also just make sure we're not taking that off the table as an option and that they are prepared if they choose to do that. So I like to think we take the best of what we love about teaching and learning in more traditional settings and kind of infuse all kinds of literature and wonder and creativity and flexibility to make it our own. We do have a Christian faith, which is its own can of worms. (laughs) as a family. And we're doing a lot of, I think, um, I think I would call it detangling to figure out what that looks like for us and to find a church that might might align at the moment. But for the most part, we just stick to secular curriculum and worldviews in terms of school. And we find that 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 more aligns with the way we think. We are fairly structured in our homeschool. I am not good at being loosey-goosey with things. Neither are my girls, actually. So we've just discovered that that's actually what works best for us as a family. But I should also mention I'm not much of a rule follower. So I use curriculum as a tool and I pull from it as I need to or as I see fit, but I'm not one of those that has to do every single part of a curriculum just to check the boxes. I mean, insider tip, most teachers don't figure, you know, don't finish every Spec of a curriculum, even in a traditional school setting. So it is okay to pull from where you need to. I kind of use things as a flexible guide and a spine to go off of and then use that resource combined with other things that I add in or subtract as I see fit. So I'm going to be getting into specific curriculum um, on and off this season on the podcast because I love to nerd out on that stuff. But for the purposes of this episode, let me just give you a very quick rundown of what we're currently using across the main content areas to give you a quick picture um, and maybe something to look into if you're curious and if these things sound like a good fit for you. But feel free to message me with any specific questions about this. I could seriously talk curriculum for hours, so I you're not bothering me. <laughs> Okay. So currently for language arts and literature, we are doing that together. And what I mean by that is my girls are both doing the same level. So we are doing blossom and root level four heroes and myths. And that includes literature study, literature analysis. There is, um, there's a lot included in there. And so we pick and choose from that for grammar specifically. We are doing Beowulf grammar for my fourth grader from Guest Hollow. And that's kind of a comic-based grammar, and she is super into that. So that works for us. And then my fifth grader just wants it sweet, simple, to the point. So she is doing Fix-It Grammar, the Nose Tree Book from IEW, the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And then for spelling, we do... They do mostly independently, but it's more of a word study approach. It's using the 180 days of spelling and word study for fourth and fifth grade. Writing, we have done a couple of different things. Right now we're working on Write Shop Junior Level E. And again, we're doing that together. Um, the expectations for how much and the quality of writing just changed depending on which kiddo I'm working with. But We've also mixed in a lot of elements from IEW structure and style level A. So it's kind of a mixed bag in writing. Math, they are doing all online right now. And I am more of the support teacher and the tutor (laughs) and the facilitator. So they are doing teaching textbooks level four and five. And that is working great for us to have a little break to have something that I outsource to really focus in on the subjects I'm more excited about. So that, that's working great. Um, Social studies, we are working through U.S. history right now using the O Freedom, a conscious U.S. history from woke homeschooling. And this particularly focuses on um, the voices of the oppressed, the voices of people of color in history that are often left out of the common narrative. So I really like This curriculum so far. It is rich. We are taking our time with it. There are so many suggestions. There is so much great literature, so many deep topics um, to dive into. And this is recommended for third through seventh grade. So we're just taking our time with it over the, you know, over these couple years. For science, we're currently using, we're combining for science also, and we're using elemental science, physics for the grammar stage. So we're working on all the you know, force, motion, electricity, all that kind of stuff this year. And that's working out well. And then I have all kinds of rotating extras for logic, health, music, art. I mean, we we weave all kinds of other things in on a more rotational basis. So that is something I can get into in more detail in a different episode. But that's where we're at with our curriculum. And we are happy with all of that. Most of that is working really well. A lot of it I think we will take into the next school year as well. So I'm I'm really happy with what we've kind of dialed in for curriculum. Okay, let's talk social life and homeschool. So this is an area that has very recently come into such a nice balance for us, I feel like, mostly because we started homeschooling at the height of the pandemic in 2020 when nobody was really safely going much of anywhere. So... Now that we're out of the immediate emergency phase of COVID, we've found a really good balance and I feel great about our homeschool community as well as just other friends the kids have made and all the free time, honestly, that they have. So one of the activities that the girls have started participating in and we consider part of our homeschool week is a musical theater group specifically for homeschoolers on Wednesday afternoons which is so great because it's not another evening commitment. They work to put on one big production a semester and it has been fantastic. You guys like I am blown away at what she gets out of these kiddos and it's just a great way for them to learn music and theater, acting, public speaking, working as a team to put on this uh, really a pretty involved show. So it's been incredible. The girls also both participate in sports. So Vanessa is on a competitive gymnastics team. She has practiced about eight hours a week, plus meets a few times a month right now when they're in season. And that has been just a great group of friends for her. And honestly, such a supportive team of little ladies who work hard and support each other. And I'm just loving that for her. And then she regularly gets together, you know, with those friends outside of the gym. Julia does Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the same studio that my husband actually goes to. And she has met tons of friends through that and enjoys hanging out with them while the parents have their class after the kids' class. And both girls also have met some really great friends in the neighborhood and spend most of their afternoons when we're done with school and time on the weekends just running amok in the neighborhood with their little squad. And it's super cute. We do also have a few other... um, like-minded homeschooling families we've connected with from the beginning, but we're not in any sort of formal co-op or anything like that. So that's another great source for really the girls and me to have other families that we're connected with that live the same life. Honestly, we, while they aren't getting the traditional school social experience, like there are so many, we have found so many benefits socially to homeschool. Um, First of all, just time out in the real world, like working on life skills, like, you know, checking out groceries, ordering food at a restaurant, um, going and seeing places and traveling like that has been huge and is a big part of socialization, more so than just being in a classroom with everybody who's their same age, Um We have much shorter school days and no homework because we get everything done in our school day that we need to get done because there's two of them. So um, there's just actually more time to play and hang out with friends and be a kid. Often my kids are waiting for their public school friends to get home, like off the bus and they're all ready to play. And, you know, we have already done everything we need to do for the day. So they are free to just be kids for the afternoon, which is great. The other thing that we found really beneficial socially is just a ton of flexibility for you know, family and friends visiting from out of town and for travel. We have most of our family lives out of town, actually our extended families, and then some really great friends that live in different parts of the country. So we've been able to take them on trips, have people come here, and not have to worry about taking them out of school. We can really just fit school around those things, and it's been so, so great. So that is basically it for this episode. I just wanted to get you guys up to speed and get things started again here on the podcast. My goal is to be back here with a new episode every other Wednesday here on Homeschoolhood. So be sure to follow or subscribe on your podcast player so you don't miss when a new episode drops. Thank you so much for listening. And let's continue the chat over on Instagram where I like to show a lot more specifics um, about curriculum, books and resources, quick tips, Lots of just behind the scenes of our homeschool. So I am Lad Erica over there uh, where you can find all kinds of videos and then find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. I'd always love to hear from you. If you have any questions about curriculum or anything in general, send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.